Hey friends, welcome to A Beautiful Life Podcast. This is the podcast that gives you inspiration and encouragement to live a more meaningful life and celebrate that life every day in faith, in hope, and in peace. Plus, reviews and recommendations of everything that we like and that you might also like. I am Emily and I am Tavez and we are your hosts. For this video, we'll be talking about money stewardship. So what do you think when you say stewardship? What do you think does that mean? Well, a lot of people connect stewardship with money right away. But I think um, it's quite broader. The meaning is quite broad. Because when you say stewardship for me, it means that you are using a particular thing for its intended purpose. Like, uh-huh. for example, if you're given money to buy, if your money is for food, then you buy it for food. If your time is allotted for exercise, you use it for exercise and not sleeping around. I think that is what you call stewardship. For me, that is what stewardship is. Yeah, and I think stewardship also means that you're just given the authority, the responsibility to just take care of it. It's not entirely our own, yes. So, we will be talking about money stewardship, and which means that we are given by God the responsibility to take care of the money. Like a lot of people would say money is the root of all evil. Well, in fact, the Bible says it's the, the love, love of, of money, money that is the root of all evil. When we say love of money, what does that exactly mean? Well, they say money makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. And they say it's love that makes the world go round. <laughs> but I think when you make money the solution for everything, mm-hmm. money as your all and be all, mm-hmm. the center of your life revolves around money and making money. I think that is when money starts to eat you up as a person. And so yes. I think that's when all evil starts to come out of you. So that's how I think of that phrase that money is the root of well, when we think of it, it's exactly not just money, money but, but it's of course the love of money. Because when you love money more than anything else, you become more greedy right. and you covet other people's yes. resources. <laughs> you make all efforts yes. to get that thing that you want, even yes. at the expense of your relationships, money, relationships your money, your values, yes, your values. <laughs> or even if you don't have money, you do everything. Yes. Well, practically, we have received a request to talk mm-hmm. about this because several people actually have been wanting to know how to get out of debt. Some people are into debt because of circumstances beyond their control, and some just because they just saw something mm-hmm. and they wanted to get it even without having the money to do so. Guilty. <laughs> I think guilty we are all guilty at that. Sometimes. But before we actually discuss that, your upbringing like? Um, because my parents did not, I, I, would, I would say that it, my parents gave us what, what, what we needed, but not in excess. So we yes. only live with the money that we have. And so my parents, when they gave us baon, for example, they would usually say, make it last the whole day. If you have 20 pesos, uh, if you're given 20 pesos in the morning, that's it. There's no, there's no other thing in the afternoon. Anything in the afternoon. Um, my parents were generous, but we're not rich. So we were provided with everything. Mm-hmm. When it comes to money, my, my mother did not really 
because I know that some parents are, are keen on telling their kids you save, save, save. Yes. My money, my mother was not like that. She likes us to experience things. Mm-hmm. Not to say that she, she doesn't. It doesn't mean that she wants us to be like extravagant or or be spending money here and there. Mm-hmm. But she just wants us to experience things to have a good memory about something. So if you have money and you like eating ice cream, you can yes. go ahead and buy ice cream mm-hmm. because she wants us to have that experience. So our money, the money that we have, our upbringing is always that you use money to give you a good experience. Yeah, as long as you use only the money that you have. Mm-hmm. So exactly. That's that's, uh, that's how we view money in the house. On my part, I would always remember the look of that. Well, it's not a bank, but you know, it's a it's a a house. I think it was made of fiberglass or something or acrylic. Yeah. Yes. And our father would always tell us, if there's an excess in your daily allowance, put it there. And I would definitely be doing that. Father told us, if you want something, save for it. Mm-hmm. But do not buy it in credit. Yeah, never buy something. Yes. So it was really like, okay. So it stuck on my mind. And up to now, if you want a bag, you save up for it. You save up for it. And get it when you've saved up for it. But sometimes, you know, I still am guilty of buying the <laughs> credit. Because I want it now. But during that time, my father was really teaching us patience yes. and, of course, saving money for it. It's like not submitting to the lust of the flesh. And I think um, that would also help you put things into perspective. Right. Like, how much do you really want this thing? Are you willing to take all your money that now that you're saving them? For example, if you already have 1,000 pesos, are you sure that you would like to spend this 1,000 pesos on that doll or on that bag? Because sometimes you have the money already and then you change your mind. Right. You can say, wait, I don't think I, I like that anymore. Yes. Yes. So you, the saving part, the prolonging part helps you think things thoroughly. Yes, it really, correct, it really puts things into perspective because you know what? Time will test your desire. It's really like one practical tip that if you want something, then just save up for it. You would rather buy in cash. There's nothing more peaceful than buying something very expensive and yet you know that you paid in cash. Well, expensive is very subjective. 50 pesos or 500 pesos can be very expensive for one. It can be very yes. cheap for another. Yes. I've experienced both actually. Buying in credit, having sleepless nights and how am I going to pay? <laughs> because my pay is not enough for this. How do I find money? And I had another experience of buying in cash. And there's nothing. It's like you're, you're in cloud nine. It's like very satisfying in fact to go out of the mall. And, and you know that you can sleep the you don't have about. to think of how do I pay for this because you know you paid in cash. About about being expensive also you said that it's quite relative because five hundred pesos for shoes I think it's not expensive. Yes. You use it every day and it's sturdy. But if you pay 500 pesos for a slipper, for example, when mm-hmm. you have 10 sleep slippers already <laughs> and you have only two feet, yeah, you have a pair of feet, a foot, I think that it's it's quite expensive in that. Or it can respect. be excess. Yes, an excess. I think that's very excessive. You pay for it. Like, how do you manage your money now? Or do but, you have like a structure whenever you get your pay? Yes, I this have much a, goes to this. Yes, I have a structured, like, I have a budget. For, for example, for food or for the things that I pay, mm-hmm. pay for regularly, like my phone bill or my or the pills that I buy, mm-hmm. the vitamins, um, 
your toiletry. So yes. I, I I structure it. You know that those are non-negotiable. Yes. So I already I right away put them, keep them. So mm-hmm. and then of course we tithe. I tithe. So yes. You take away, and then of course there are there's a portion of my pay that are intended for special people yes. or special like offer, yeah. So I so I I take them out of the and then whatever that's left, that's my excess. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's how about you? How do you <laughs> how do you budget or do you have a structure in? in well, for those who know me, yes, I have a structure. Usually, what I do is like let's say I have a pay. I have to be specific with this. 10% goes to tithe. Mm-hmm. That's given. No matter how much I usually tithe from the gross. It's not from the net. So, like, let's say if you, for example, if your, if my pay would probably be how I wish, 50,000. Yes. So, if I receive less than 50,000 because of the mandatory taxes, contributions yeah. that you have, I still tithe 5,000. Not 10% of that goes to tithe. And then 10%, another 10% goes to offering. And then another 10% goes to savings. Mm-hmm. I have what I call the storehouse account. There are days actually that I don't keep the storehouse account. Mm-hmm. I withdraw from it. What I did is I opened an account that do not have an ATM for this. Okay, that's to just exercise control. <laughs> so that that's a good idea. It's not anything that I can just go to the ATM machine and just you know withdraw from that. After that, whatever debt I have or that I bought in credit, I pay whatever is left. That's that's what I will spend. So if I have like five hundred pesos, then I have to make sure. That five hundred lasts me for the next <laughs> day. Yes, yeah. was hard from the start, but eventually when I got the hang of it, I have to always remember that when I have a this pay, this much goes to this. And there was even one time when I didn't have enough money to open a bank account. I had these envelopes and I would label them every time. So for every payday when I'm given, because it wasn't like ATM before, it was really like oh, cash yes. on an envelope. So I would make sure, I would always request the office to give me smaller bills just so I have enough yeah. to divide them and put them on the designated envelopes that they have. So whatever is left that is not in the envelope, that is what I was spent <laughs> for transportation oh, and yeah. for food. So that somehow helped me to be more prudent and frugal. Although it was harder and many times I was mm-hmm. tempted actually. Five comes first, which is which we both believe. Yeah, it's non-negotiable. I think you can also I think it was Miriam Kambao in her one of her Instagram posts that I saw. They have jars instead of envelopes. Mm-hmm. They um she and her husband which is their son. Mm-hmm. Um because her husband has a son from the previous marriage. Yes. Um, they teach their son to put things in the jar, put money in the jar. Like, this jar is labeled for food, mm-hmm. this jar is labeled for offering, this yes. jar is labeled for, like, if you're saving up for a toy or something. And then he puts money there. Mm-hmm. And then you get money only from the jar. Yes. For example, if you, if you need um, money for food, you get it from the jar that's labeled food. You don't uh-huh. need any of I think if, if that's more feasible to do a lot of people, yes. yeah, for the people, you can make it also, you know, use that. Especially for younger children, if you're teaching yes. But I think it will also work even for like people like us, especially those who are really wanting to have more control with their money. Because what is important is that we use and control our money and it's not money controlling us. It's not really like our desire for having more because that's where the problem usually starts. There are days that I, I don't really have enough to go for savings. Because if I put everything in savings, then probably I won't be able to eat. Yeah. Then that means I will be fasting for 40 days. <laughs> so you just 
it's it's not uh, we also do not recommend that that yes. we don't eat because we want to save. I think mean, yes. that's very if you can't that's say not it, wise. It's also not wise. wise. That's, a, that's a that's a more palatable word. Yes. <laughs> it's not wise to do that. Yes, it's it's actually stupidity. <laughs> it's quite stupid. Unless really, of course, you're yeah, into yeah. fasting. Just have you the structure that works for you, right. and then be flexible for every month. See where you need to adjust. Of course, tithing for me is non-negotiable, so I don't adjust. In offering, I can also be flexible mm-hmm. with that. It's not really, there are times that I don't really give 10%, it can just be 5% or whenever or however the Lord leads me. So there are times that I even give more than 10% when the situation calls for it. Right. So, but basically, it's more flexible. So, what is important is that you create your own structure right. that works for you, and then be flexible with it. It's not, it's not a brick that you right. can't really move. You just have to be more flexible because it can, it could also be like the other side. Like the other side of the pendulum is you spend and you, know, you, you like money control you yes. so you just use money wherever mm-hmm. but the other side is also money still controlling you that you don't know mm-hmm. and in fact you yes. don't spend anything because you are too afraid that your money for savings will be touched yes. or your money for food will now be spent for like a pair of jeans or something yes. you're too uptight now I think in that way money is still controlling you so yes, for you also have to be very careful and strike the balance one of the things also when you're being a good steward of your money is to know your priorities. Right, right. I think I think that should be the first thing. Yeah. When it comes to budgeting the money, it's really priorities. Like for example, if you if your job requires you to travel mm-hmm. a lot and you know that comfort is really important for you. Yeah. So you have put your budget like for transportation, for a hotel room, for a hotel room or or like even taking the taxi. Yes. Prioritizing things according to your lifestyle. Yes. I think that that really is. There's this thing that where your heart is, yeah. your money goes. Right, true, true. So that is also part of prioritizing. If I may share a testimony, I don't have savings, by the way. I wish I could have. I live on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it's a good lifestyle. I want to save, but only that my circumstances now don't allow me for me. Yeah, yeah, they don't allow me. But at one point, I think about last year, at the end of last year, I tried to save on a, like an insurance, a life savings. Yes. I started con- paying my contributions for about a month or two, and it took about one-fourth of my salary. I missed calculated it yes for the first two months i had trouble giving the money because it took away my opportunity to give to other people yeah. like i live in a bible school yeah sometimes some of the students don't have food mm-hmm. because i am saving now i can no longer give yes and so although it was hard for me i had to cut off my my savings, we have plan to save. Mm-hmm. My financial consultant said that it's, it's sayang because I could not be approved for the next you know, application. Yes. But I was willing to put it at stake because my priorities now, you, you know, my, my where my heart is, yes. it, it's now stopping me from putting my money it's where my heart yes. is. So now that I don't have savings, I don't have, uh, you know, I, I wish I could have, but I'm freer now. Because when people come to me and ask for money when they need it, I can give. Yes. Not that we're encouraging those who are listening to always ask. If you need money, go and um, go and oh, yeah. you have the number of your best from the last episode, you better listen to it and yeah. 
But I think that uh, in that area also God is faithful in taking care of me all the yeah. siblings. And Bess, even whatever you're investing in the lives of these people, actually in some sense is also investing. Right. When you invest in other right. people, it's also a form of savings. Right. It's not just literally that you put it in the mm-hmm. bank, but it's given because you put it in mm-hmm. the back of heaven. Right. God has your God. Because there's a promise to it and God is not a liar. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's really like, you know, when I hear people just test God in tithing, I would say that you try and test yes, it out. Too. We're not saying that you will not be in lack. Yes. Depending on the choices that you make, yes. you will also still be lacking right. because, well, it's our choice. But tithing is a symbol of putting God first. Yes, and, and, and acknowledging that God is your priority. Yes. For some people, they've asked me also, so when do you tithe? Is it from the gross or the net? I wouldn't argue with them, however, but yeah. my, con- my own conviction yes. is the gross. Yeah. So that depends on you. And it doesn't have to be like 10%. It could be more. Yes. yes. Some people say, well, I can, well, you know, well, there's a theological argument that in the Old Testament, there's tithing. In the New Testament, there's no need to tithe. We don't want argue with that. Yes. And it's our personal conviction that we tithe. Yes. And it could be 10%. It could be more than 10%. But I would suggest not less than 10%. Yes. Minimum of 10%. <laughs> and more. They, they, they can be, you know, you know, you it's your own conviction. But yes. me personally, I would say it would not be less than 10% because as our, as we testify, God gives you more than what you give. Yes. You can never outgive God. And I think that trusting God with that 10%, it's not really saying God and giving you see because you need it. God is yes. need our 10%. No, but it's like, it's a it's a token of your trust and say, Lord, I trust you. My money is yes. not enough for the rest of the month. It's amusing and surprising how God takes care of Well, you. we both have experienced that. Yes. It's yes. not it's not a life that even is even at the 11th hour, there was one time when I was supposed to pay something and it over, you know, I did not anticipate that I really forgot I had to pay something the next mm-hmm. day. And my money was lacking about a thousand pesos. And I was like, I was so ashamed to yes. ask for like help or ask for a cash advance from the office. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was I was really saying, Lord, I was praying, Lord, please just provide for me. I don't know where that money will come from. Just provide for me. You know, that day somebody came to the office and gave me 1,000 pesos because he said um, it was a love gift for something. Yes. And I just <laughs> smiled. And you know, after that, I, I really cried. I said, Lord, you're so sweet. I mean, it was just a surprise that he came to me and gave me like a 1,000 pesos. And that is what's good with God. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I felt like I don't deserve any of that. Yes. But then I just asked if Lord is going to give me, can you take me out of this, you know, shameful situation when I have to ask for somebody for money. And yes. God always, always, always has uh, taken me out of that situation. Yeah, it's really just, it's really God's grace and the fact that it was your, well, let's say, negligence because you right, forgot right, about right. it, but God still right, right. is not putting you to shame. And along that line, when you were sharing that, I also had this experience just very recently. Sometime I think April or May, I put in my journal, I wrote there, Lord, I need money to pay for this and that. And I wanted to buy this and that and all that. And although my prayer was like, should I say it's really very silly because it's not a matter of life and death. It's just really for something that I want. And it's not even a necessity. It's just like, I want this or I want to buy this. And then later, just before the morning ended, I got 
got a call. And it was a very unexpected call because I had a tax refund. Oh, wow. And I said, okay, that's all right because I thought that the tax refund was just like small and all that because of course my pay is not that big anyway. Out of curiosity, just in passing, I said, how much is tax refund? And when she mentioned the amount, I was like, really? Whoa. Are you sure? It's mine? It's like, it was enough for whatever it was that I was praying for. I said, Lord, you blew me away. And then, I remembered when you invest in God's kingdom and in other people's lives who really need, whatever you plant now, you will harvest later. Money is is really very similar to our emotions. How you manage your emotions is also the same way on how you manage your money. And don't be emotional about spending. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's a very big problem about emotional spending. Yes. That yes, is, that's retail therapy. <laughs> retail therapy, no, 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 please. I, I've gone into that trap, <laughs> so please don't do that. It's really a trap. What would be your suggestion or recommendation for those who are into debt now, who are indebted to something, and then how do they get out oh, of it? Yeah. First of all, you have to be very honest how much you owe. Mm-hmm. Like, Listen down because sometimes, of course, there are there are well, we owe money or or like we have to pay for a certain yes. like purchase or what. What I do is I really put down everything that I owe. I, I mm-hmm. write it in um in a in a notebook and then I try to. So like, you are also a lister <laughs> <laughs> with the debt lister. <laughs> I wish I'm like I said I forget all of the I wish that like, the people that I owe money from, like my mother, uh, sometimes I call them all and. <laughs> I don't have enough money. Can I borrow 1,000 pesos? She, said, she would say, when will you pay me? But of course, it's something yes. she would just not ask me anymore for money. But anyway, you list down the things that you owe, like mm-hmm. people or, or places you owe money from, and then you write down the amount, and then when it is due. Yes. Of course, you have to make sure that you pay it on the day that you owe, you promised you pay. Yes. What you need to do is to Try to put a scheme. Like, for example, your salary is not enough to pay for. For example, you owe 10,000 pesos, uh-huh. but your salary is only 10,000 pesos. Yes. So you try to negotiate. Can I pay you 5,000 for this month and 5,000 for the next month? Yes. Of course, that, that means you only have 5,000 left for you. Yes. Of course, you don't take the tight out of it. Yes. <laughs> so if you have 10,000, you have one type 1,000. Yes, so that's 4,000. Yes. What you need to do is maybe cut down uh, on the excesses yes. of your daily life. Right. Like if you ride a taxi, can you at least now not ride the taxi? Or even walk if yeah, the place is just very. If you're going to eat, if you eat out often, don't eat out very often. Yes. Because you're going to do that only for a specific period of time. It's right. not your, it's right. not like you're saving yourself. It's only for a specific period of time until you're able to pay what you owe. Right. And then, of course, you try to see things that you can save on, like mm-hmm. water or electricity or even shampoo. You can just, you know, right. shampoo three, two times a week. <laughs> if that would mean that you save money, you know, I'm exactly. very, not to sacrifice also the quality, but in fact, they are the same quality. You want to choose the cheaper ones. Exactly. Because in that way, you save money. So, there's a, for example, a shampoo that costs 100 pesos, mm-hmm. but you can also buy it for 70 pesos. Yes. So why not just buy the 70 pesos and they take away your dandruff anyway? Right? <laughs> so, so that, that's my point. If you can, if you can, like do that yes. I think you can save on it and of course you just have to be tempted not to put everything on Instagram or Facebook so that yes, you will not be right. shy to <laughs> and see social media actually has its advantage and disadvantages you just have to also manage it well if 
you were having struggles with spending your money and budgeting and all that and if you are always in Facebook or in Instagram and you see the pretty little things that they have that you also must yeah. have but if you don't have the budget for it you might as well just cut back because whatever you feed your eyes yes. actually you will last for it that, that is a very good point that you're making because that is also a personal experience of mine when I followed on Instagram those online shops yes they have like the makeup the plus size clothes mm-hmm. and you know it's hard for me to look for clothes here in the mall because I'm on the plus side yeah so what I would do is I would when, because I subscribe to them or I follow them on Instagram I would always say wow if I have money I'm gonna buy that yeah or even if you don't have the budget for it you would say oh, I'm gonna buy that because that look that would look good in yes. more Oh, I wish I'd been buy. I will buy this foundation that's like worth two thousand pesos. Yes, and you just you know you use it on a daily basis. You're not an actress or a movie star. <laughs> that you have to you know put on those expensive foundations. But anyway, what I did was I followed them. Yes, because it made me want to have things. Following them made me want to have things that were not really necessary for me to yes. have. So, when I unfollowed them, it kind of gave me a certain piece of go unfollow those accounts. Because, you know, they're marketing also. So, they make you want to have those. That's the purpose of TV advertising. Right, even, right, of right, all right. advertising, actually, right. is they appeal to your eyes and they appeal to your emotions. That's why I don't have a TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a TV, but I just, I only have one TV night. And that's Tuesdays for The Voice and for Mysteries of Laura or Madam Secretary. We also have to be aware that social media also has that effect on people. So try to also sometimes pause. If you are wanting something, pause. Do I need this now? Do I have Do I have the money for it? Not wanting or not acting by impulse will also save you a lot of pesos. For those who have credit cards, credit cards yeah. if you cannot control yourself, you'd rather just cut it off. True. If you know that a credit card is not a necessity for you, yes. I think that, like, because there are people who still live without a credit card. Yes, That's, yes. I'm one of them. And one of my, you know, friends from outside of this country even, you know, was shocked to, to find out that I don't have a credit card because everyone basically, and yes. even asked me, do, do people still, you know, carry cash? I said, yes, I have cards <laughs> in, my, in my purse. Especially in the Philippines, we can still live without the credit yes, card, right? Right. So if, you can live without the credit card. I think it is wise not to have the credit card because it yes. will stop you from buying things that you don't need right now. Right. Before you get a card, see if you can handle it because you can go crazy with it. Right. Once you start using it, and then you feel the satisfaction of having it. And then eventually, if you don't know how to manage your money very well, or if you're not accountable to anyone, it's so easy to get into debt. When I go to the mall, yeah. I leave the credit cards at You can bring it only when you travel, like for emergency purposes. Yes. And even there's like, even a time that my, even my debit card, my ATM, I leave it at home <laughs> when I don't need it anyway. Yes. Just True. take whatever you need. If you don't need it, leave it at home. I think that is one of the things that I learned in, in college. That was when I was studying in Manila. I would have a budget of 100 pesos per day. Mm-hmm. And that's like from the moment I leave the house until I come back. That's yeah. all I need. But that's, there's also a danger to that because if something mm. happens to me, I would be really for emergency. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yes, but that's where friends come in. <laughs> but that was just really how to um, help me discipline myself way back. Yes. Then much of what we're talking yes, about actually is more discipline. of a discipline. So first it was like know your priorities and then create a structure for yourself and then create a plan for however you would want to get yes, into yes. get out of debt. 
you have to desire to get out of debt. Right. In fact, because for some people, they don't really desire. So, yes. So, know your priorities. Create a plan that works for you. Budget plan and a debt plan to get out of debt. Then really discipline. Determine what works for you. It's harder when you have lived in excess for the longest time. like an extra for a new pair of jeans for example yes. or blouse or you can bring your kids to the movies or even just buy an ice cream I think that you should also give yourself, yourself give yourself that opportunity because one of the most frustrating things is to keep on working and not enjoy or even lose the meaning to why you're working yes. and that's because we just live from paycheck to paycheck without even enjoying what we have mm-hmm. in between Right. And so if you can treat yourself for a cone, an ice cream cone, go ahead, do it. Yeah. And enjoy well, it. Or even for a pint. Yes. Yes, I mean, you can even thank the Lord and say, Lord, you know, thank you for giving me the energy to work. I'm going to enjoy this ice cream. Yes. How do you treat yourself then? Ice cream. <laughs> no doubt. Ice cream, if I have a bad day, if I have like, food, it's really food for me. Because when I get my paycheck, I always make a point that I treat myself to good food. That way, I can, you know, I can be excited again to work. Yes. <laughs> I know, you know, I've worked hard for 15 days. Now, I can enjoy good food. Good food. Good food. Yes, it's really basically it also enjoy the food that you made for. To sum it up, how to manage your finances for your And so you make sure that your heart is right. Because if your heart is, for example, in all the material things, then yes. so that's where you will go. Yes. If your heart is keen on showing off to the world, that is where your money will go. Yes. And right. at the end of the day, it's you who will suffer. So prioritize and put your money where your heart is to make yes. sure that your heart is right. Yes, and then discipline. Listen, discipline yourself. Balance. Yes, discipline yourself. Create a structure that works for right. you. Why don't you sit down and really just plan, right. have a budget, and st- stick to it as much mm-hmm. as you can. And then have a plan also for getting out of debt mm-hmm. and stick to it as much as you can. And then, so after prioritizing and then discipline and then enjoy yes, whatever enjoy. you have. Yes, Try to treat yourself. You can never actually enjoy if you have not put your priorities right correctly. Yes. If you have not put things in correct priority, you have not prioritized things correctly you will never, ever enjoy. So I think that enjoyment is also the product of putting things in order. I remember that verse in the Bible that says, Paul has learned to live in lack and in plenty. Yes, right. When you have experienced what it is to be in lack and what it is to have plenty, you now know how to strike a balance between both. Try to create a plan for yourself when it comes to money. Do not be led by the lust of whatever you see. Try to control your desire because not all desires are good for you. And you can always let you know when you treat yourself, if it's a big Try to declare also a person. See you then.
true. Yes. There is no real poverty in the world. Rather, there are political, business, and investment leaders who are motivated by other agendas. Then, there are international health issues. Well, indulge me with this because yes. it's very interesting. That really sounds interesting. Family disintegration is another issue. 51% of the children in America and other Western societies' classrooms come from families without fathers. We have dysfunctional families that are expected to produce citizens who can function in society. When these children are sent to school, things become chaotic because they do not know what it means to respect authority. They lack parental leadership in the home. Inadequate leadership has also led us to an era of confused sexual orientation. When those who are making the laws are not sure if marriage should be between a man and a woman, a lack of leadership is evident. We have leaders challenging the ideal structure of the traditional family, and the very definition of family is being debated. When two men or two women who are in sexual relationship can adopt a baby, this reflects a challenge in leadership. It's just the introduction. That's <laughs> just the introduction. I would suggest, yeah, if you're the king, you're the leader of the home, with an office, political leader, investment leader, whatever. You can pick up that in church. So it's my brother from Sanchez. And this one is In Charge yes. by Miles Mundial. We have an announcement to make in the next podcast. Yes. We are excited to meet people and give value to women who are just like us. Navigating this yes. very beautiful life. So we're hoping that we will be a part of that when we make our announcements because we are very excited yes. for it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's super works. We're building it. Yes. It takes good time. So right. <laughs> we're taking our time to give birth to that wonderful thing that we're going to put up for everybody. If you find the show interesting or the episode interesting, please be sure to tell your friend and subscribe in iTunes or you may also listen in Stitcher. Until next episode, I am Emilou. I am Jumez. Keep believing, keep hoping, and live your beautiful life.